Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spirit Room. I'm Melissa White. I'm your host, and I'm pleased to be here with you all again and ready to chat about something that I find quite intriguing, quite interesting. So lots of you have watched the Netflix series called Surviving Death. I was really excited to see it, and I watched it all within, I think, like, two days, you know, just kind of um, one episode after the other. And I thought that this would be a cool place to just share some of my insights, some of my thoughts about it with you guys, and then um, hopefully spark a, a discussion, a greater kind of discussion about some things. So uh, for those of you that have watched it, this will be something that you can follow along with. And then if you haven't, I think it might give you some kind of um, something to think about, at least, you know. So I would just invite you to sit back and relax and enjoy this time, and we'll get to it. So I'll preface this by saying that normally I do find myself almost nervous to watch stuff like this because I'm always very hyper aware of how they portray mediums in this kind of thing. I find that in many cases we've been misrepresented, we have been made to look foolish, or we've been made to look like um, frauds and um, all this kind of thing. So I always am sort of like watching with this kind of anticipation like, oh god, please let them show what mediumship is really about, and please let them really, you know, take this seriously. So I found that this production was well done. I, I want to say that there was a ton of information and some really good mediumship that they, they showcased, which was fabulous to see. So I really, really was happy about that. Um, particularly uh, the, the episodes that I would want to chat about today would be um, the ones about mediumship, about mediums. So um, we started off, they showed us a group reading with a lady named Sandra O'Hara from Ireland. And I thought it was funny when she was introducing herself, she said not to shoot the messenger, um, which is kind of, you know, it is true. We are literally the conduit. We are receiving the information. It's coming through us, uh, but it is not us telling you these things. You know, it's coming from spirit. So I loved, um, you know, I love that she said that. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I definitely think that when she was explaining about how she was a child and she would see people but she she realized that the difference between people in the physical world and the the spirit people was that the spirit people didn't move their lips when they spoke that was how she figured out who was spirit and who wasn't so I found that really interesting uh, definitely um and I could see how that would be especially at that young age you know kind of tricky to figure it out um so definitely you know that that was uh an interesting point um there also we introduced this this man who lost his father his father passed away and um he was saying that Basically, to fake mediumship wouldn't be that hard. And he was saying that when someone is grieving, they're so desperate that basically they want to believe, you know, anything. And so then, you know, after his dad passed, he wanted to experience mediumship for himself. 
And so he goes on to talk about how he didn't tell anyone else that he did this, but he asked his dad to mention his hair as a kind of password type thing. Um, and just, and he, he went through the reading and everything was fine. And I think he got some, some evidence, some good information, but just as the medium was leaving, he goes on to say that she said, he wants to talk about your hair. And for him, that was amazing, amazing evidence because he hadn't told anybody about it. And the reason I think this is, this is cool was that he didn't sit there and say what's the password because I think that creates um, sort of like a pressurized situation where the medium is going to feel super pressured and super um, like almost like it, it moves you into your logical mind because all of a sudden it's like you have to give this very um, specific answer which is fine you know that's what we want we want to give specific answers but when you form it in a way that it's sort of like on the spot and it's like a, you're demanding it and if if you don't get it right if it doesn't come through then you know that the person's belief in mediumship and belief in spirit is is not going to be the same you know that they, they won't believe it so there's an incredible amount of pressure when somebody does that so I thought you know well done that he didn't present it in that way um, and I'm glad that he got that I think that was really cool my issue with this man <laughs> that was receiving quite a few different readings he got a trance reading he got um, he was in a seance he was he had a mental mediumship reading. he had all these group reading different kind of experiences with mediumship my issue with him is that he was approaching it almost like he was testing each one of these mediums and when you bring that energy to a reading it just makes it that much more difficult for the medium to do their job and you know he kind of was insinuating that um he said people make a lot of money doing this and I think that's kind of false. Um, I don't think that anyone uh, goes into mediumship thinking that they're going to strike it rich. I, I really don't. Um, and I think that, you know, he, he's basically insinuating that lots of people are preying on the grieving. Now, yes, I'm sure there are people out there who either are purposely preying on people um, or think that they've got some kind of ability when they don't. You know, I, I'm sure that exists. However, I would say most of the mediums I've encountered are doing this work for spirit and for to bring healing and to bring um, some kind of some kind of solace to people and that we agonize over our readings. We agonize over, is this evidential enough? Is this going to be enough? Does this help? Does this person understand the information that I'm giving them? You know, and I think people really discount or don't understand the amount of courage and the amount of guts it takes to put yourself out there. So, you know, this guy's comments just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. To be honest, I felt myself really getting kind of triggered by some of the things he was saying. Uh, but we'll come back to, you know, we'll come back to him. Uh, we then see Laura Lynn Jackson, who is talking about ungoogleable information, which I think is wonderful. Of course, we have to be able to bring through information that 
would not be able to be known in any other way. So definitely like looking at the thoughts that the sitter has had over the last while or something that they've been, um, that's been on their mind that day, uh, those kinds of things, super important to bring through. Um, so with this guy, she, she read this man and she told him that his parents had been close, even though they had been divorced. And that was really powerful for him to know. So that was cool. But then he goes on to criticize that some of the names didn't make sense. And that, of course, there's always a John in every family. Well, I'll say this. Um, he got an amazing reading from Laurel and Jackson, but it shows you that even you could be well known, you could have years of experience, and there's still going to be people that come and that are going to want to pick you apart. So there's, there's that, um, maybe there is a John in every family, but that doesn't make it untrue. You know, like, what are we supposed to do about that? I find the same thing. Lots of Marys will come through for me. If you've got a relative named Mary, I will get that name, but it's because that's part of my frame of reference. I have a grandma named Mary. So I understand that name. I it is part of my um it's part of my awareness. It's it's in my consciousness. So if I recognize it in someone else, it's an easy reference for me. It's easy for me to get the name Mary. It's also easy for me to get the name Eileen. It's easy for me to get names that I recognize and names that I've had people in my life that I've been connected to, you know, so that's part of it. So I think that's important for people to understand. Um, he had a great experience. And then after, you know, he thinks about it, he's unsure and critical again. But the one thing that I, I do really like that he said is that is right. He said that there's no one on earth that doesn't have a vested interest in the question, is there life after death? That is so true. So, um, you know, if, if you think about it, yes, this is a huge topic. Um, we then talked to this parapsychologist, which I thought was so cool. When I was in college, I took some psychology courses along with I was taking um, French courses and English courses. I was going to be uh, a teacher. And I really got into my psychology courses. I really enjoyed them. And I I sort of learned about parapsychology, and I didn't even realize that was a an area of study. And I remember thinking, like, this is it. This would be so fabulous to do, like, as your job. But, yeah, um, the math requirements, I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't so sure I could, I could fulfill the math requirements for those. Um, is this interesting to look back because that was before I even realized I was a medium, you know? So that, that interest and that kind of inspiration and intriguing kind of energy was already there. Um, so that was interesting to see the parapsychologist. And I didn't know that Mark Twain had been involved in um, psychical uh, research. So that was kind of a cool little tidbit of information. Uh, we then look into, um, we're seeing uh, Nicole de Haas in the center in the Netherlands. Um, they're sh they were showing physical mediumship. And I would have to say, yes, it did appear... They did make it a little dramatic and make it look a little spooky. Um, and I could I could see from the point of view of someone who hasn't experienced it before or just an average Joe watching this Netflix show, I could understand why it might seem a little freaky. Like, it is kind of bizarre. I think, though, when you look at it, it's so phenomenal. It's so... 
out of this world. You kind of just have to open your mind to it and recognize that, you know, this is this is a powerful form of communication. So I'm glad that they showed it. I'm glad that they, they offered insight into what it is. Um, they show us a seance and they show um, strapping Nicole into the chair with Velcro ties. And, um, you know, the reason they do this is because people have been accused of being fraudulent, you know, and there's a long history of mediums really having to go to these lengths to prove that they're not frauds. And I just, I feel so strongly about this because if people only knew how much time, effort, study, patience, courage it takes, I mean, we have to invest in ourselves too. We have to take courses and, you know, I think sometimes people don't realize high high quality work requires high quality investment. And so I understand that there are people out there that are probably fraudulent. However, you know, like don't I'm I'm just always so aware that it it almost ruins it for the rest of us who are trying so hard to bring light and to bring the truth and to just like help people to see the other world, you know, and, and it's just, it's mind boggling how much we have to sometimes really, the lengths we have to go to in order to, you know, just do our job. Um, so I liked the story. Nicole was talking about being um, a young girl and moving to a farmhouse and having this apparition of a young girl saying that she told her her name and told her that she was buried in the garden. And uh, it was just interesting to see that, that um, she told her parents and they weren't quite sure what to make of it. And then when they went to go redo the garden or do something about it, they did end up finding the, gr- the little girl's grave. Um, so that's kind of a, a cool experience. Um, you know, lots of validation she would have been given there. Um, also, I found it really true what what Nicole was saying about um, that there's usually a younger person on the spirit team of uh, the trans medium because the younger person, a child or a youthful energy, is there to really make people feel comfortable, really kind of lighten the energy. And to me, that makes perfect sense. I felt like I've had this little cherub, this little baby. Um, almost like an angel, you know, that's been with me since I've been working with spirit and her energy is definitely that light and kind of, um, just playful energy and this beautiful kind of unconditional love, you know, so I could, I could, that resonated for me. We then see Colin Bates, uh, in a demonstration, really awesome information. Uh, he was talking about photographs taken with monkeys at the zoo and you could see the lady that he was coming to with the information, the recipient of this, that it really moved her. And I mean, to me, that's such a specific photograph, right? So um, I think the the spirit communicator did an awesome job of, of bringing that through Colin. And um, I thought that was a really lovely moment. And I was glad that they showed that demonstration. It was beautiful. Um, this next part was really interesting too. There was a young man who came um, to the college and he, or sorry to the center, and he was looking to learn about mediumship, but also he had been 
um, through a loss. He lost his dad when he was 14 years old. And so he was really looking for healing. And he sat down to have a reading with the medium Philip Dykes. And the reading started off and Philip was giving the information. And the young man just really wasn't saying yes to much of it. He he was sort of saying, mm, no, maybe, you know, it just wasn't really working. And I was so pleased that they showed this part. I was so, I was so grateful to see it. Philip stopped the reading and he said that he wasn't feeling comfortable and that he, he felt that he wasn't going to get, you know, what he, he wanted to be able to, um, receive in that reading and he basically he said that basically the young man as lovely as he he was which he, he was really nice and really open um there's such a thing as wanting it too much and it almost closes the door to communication now it's such a hard thing to do because as mediums and we're usually very empathic and we can feel the need of the person sitting in front of us or the person over the phone or however you're reading, we know you've made this appointment because you want to connect with spirit. We know that. And in some cases, what can happen is if you want it so much, you almost are holding on so tightly that if it doesn't happen, you're going to be devastated. And in that moment, it does create this weird energy that sometimes we can't push through. The other thing that can happen is that we might just not be the medium for you, you know. So, um, you know, I could read for someone. They could have an amazing experience and be so excited and thrilled. They could refer their friend very different person, very different energy, very different life experiences. They could come and sit and have an experience where I would have to tell them, mm, I don't think this is going to work. I don't think this is working. And that's a tough thing to do. But I really respect it and I do it myself because there's no point in us struggling and pushing and trying to force something if it's not going to happen. And also, you know, if we can feel that we've not got a good connection, if if it's not happening, if there's not a flow, if it's not an ease um, to it, then we're not doing that person any good. There, there's going to do more harm than good to get a bunch of information that doesn't make sense. So we do, we have to follow our, our code of ethics. We have to be um, professional in that sense. And, you know, it's hard for me sometimes. I have struggled in the past because I'm such a perfectionist that I want to push through it and I want to make it work. And so it's about knowing sometimes when, it's just not going to work. And, and just being honest and being able to say that and disappointing someone, you know, because it is, it is disappointing. Um, but I would just say, keep in mind that even, you know, this is a well-known medium. Uh, he's professional. He, it happens to him too. So if you are somebody who is developing your own skills, your own abilities, please know that if it happens to you, you're not alone. You're in good company. Um, and I would say that people have a lot more respect for you if you're willing to do that um, and sort of stand by it then sort of try to force something that isn't happening so I do I do really like that they showed it I think it would be kind of um, I don't know I put myself in his position and I was like well I would think that's an important thing to show but at the same time it would be kind of hard in some ways like if you're thinking about this is your this is your professional career and you're you're putting it out there but 
the right people see that and understand it. The people who want to say that it's a farce or it's this or that, um, do you really want to read those people? Not really. You know, so um, I, I give him like two thumbs up. I think that was great. Uh, we then go into looking at Libby Clark and she was offering a trance healing. And I thought, oh, how beautiful. Um, this man came to her having tremors, pressure in his body. Um, she talked about how she has no medical training, but that she steps out of the way and she allows her inspirer, Dr. James, to do the work. And so he speaks through her, very lovely energy and has a very strong presence. And so this man is laying on the, it's like a massage table and she's sitting at the head and she's, you know, just talking to him, Dr. James speaking through her to the man on the table. Um, and she's placing her hands kind of around his head or just kind of on his shoulders. And afterwards, the look on this man's face was so different. And the feeling in his energy was way lighter. And so even his wife said she felt like, oh, I feel like I've got my husband back, you know, so less pain, he felt great. Um, so it's a really amazing thing to see and experience. And I love what Libby Clark said. She said that she doesn't try to convert or convince anyone that people need to find this in their own time and their own space. So that's so true. We can't, we can't prove this to anybody. People have to be ready for it. So if you want the healing, great, it's there for you. If not, that's okay. Um, they did show some then some photos about ectoplasm. And some of the photos, I can see why the average person might be kind of unsettled by it. I definitely, um, I can I can see that it is a bizarre thing to look at. Um, however, I just think it's the history of um, it's history of physical mediumship. And so it's just something that is what it is, you know? So it's, it's, to me, it seems very normal, but I, I do understand why some people might find it strange. Um, into the next episode of the, to do with the mediums, we see this ge gentleman again, the one that was sort of, um, being critical earlier. Um, Nicole de Haas came and did this trance, uh, demonstration. So it was like a trance reading, and absolutely phenomenal information that came through. The name, the relationship, even like a catchphrase that um, one of the spirit communicators was giving them about the sitter's business, like that he had a fish, uh, fish restaurant. And um, it was just, you could see, you could see the beauty of that moment. You could see that it was making sense, that everybody was moved emotionally. It was some of the most detailed, specific information. I mean, I, I was blown away. I thought it was fantastic. And then I was so disappointed because afterwards, this guy starts thinking about it and he goes, you know, a lot of this information you could find on Facebook. And then he starts getting the others to sort of be like, oh, yeah. And then she remembered that that catchphrase, hook him up, was on the the front cover of their menu of the restaurant and all this stuff. And I started thinking to myself, like, I don't know if they think that as mediums we have the time to to research or that we have time to do that or that we would do that. I mean, this is like a, a woman who has an amazing career, amazing reputation, 
why would, why, why would she ever risk any of that and, and do something like that? It's just, it's, it's beyond me. It actually just angered me so much because they were given the most beautiful gift and it squandered because then they just let the logical mind creep in and not even the logical mind. They let the critical, the cynical mind creep in. And so, you know, I just think what a waste. Then, you know, you do hear Nicole talk about it after and she says that as mediums we do have to we have to accept it that there are people who will not believe in what we do. And she's right. You know, that is just part of it. I've encountered it. I I know. I know that it exists and it's fine. We don't need everyone to believe in what we do, but I do think there's a level of respect that is deserved, you know? Um, I just think that it was such a shame because that was a beautiful, a beautiful gift, a blessing that they were given. And so I hope somewhere down the line, they come to terms and realize just exactly how blessed they were to receive that information. Because in my eyes, it was absolutely phenomenal. So um, yeah, so I, I would say, you know, there's there's that. Um, but I'm curious, you know, I'm curious about your thoughts. I'd love to know what you guys think. He goes on to say then, um, she said all this great stuff, but she didn't say my password. She didn't say what I had asked, you know, to, spirit to, to say. And this is where you can go wrong because if you base your whole reading on the validity of the, validity of the reading on this password, you're doing yourself a disservice. If you only knew how much energy and how much effort it takes for your loved ones in spirit to come through and to bring information that the medium understands, that the medium can then interpret and express, and that you can understand and that you can put it together. Like, if you knew that, it would boggle your mind. And so this password thing to me is just undue pressure. And it's not fair, because that means that you know, the whole, you're basing everything on this one piece of information that, who knows, maybe that spirit communicator couldn't figure out a way to get it through. Or maybe the medium wasn't aware, didn't didn't understand that piece of information and missed it. Or maybe they were focused on information that was actually important. Maybe they were focused on letting you know that they were with you yesterday when you went to an important medical test and you were crying in your car and you didn't know it. Or maybe they want to express, you know, that they love you and that they're sorry that they had to leave you and that you didn't get a goodbye, but here I am and I want you to know I'm still with you. Do you know what I'm saying? That there's more important things than a password. And I'm passionate about it. I I agree. We need to be using our critical thinking, you know, don't just go and think that blindly, you know, have blind faith that everything every medium ever tells you is correct, because it's not even the best of the best, you know, we best of the best, we're gonna, we're gonna still have room for error, we're still human beings, we still, you know, are there's gonna be things that we are not going to get right. However, you know, there's this idea that we're going to be almost like on a witch hunt. It just, it gives me these vibes of like, just waiting to bust us, you know, and and prove that it's all a scam. If you want to believe it's a scam, you'll find enough evidence to, to that, you know, to, to get you to believe that, um, if that's what you want. Um, for, there's that quote that's like, I can't remember how it goes, but it's like, for those who believe, 
you know, there's, or for those who don't want to believe, you know, no evidence is good enough. And then for those who do, no evidence is needed. So it's one of those things, you know, you, you kind of have to find it for yourself. And I, I guess I would just say that it's important to notice how you feel. Notice how you feel, how it resonates for you. Focus on your truth um, and what makes sense to you. But to say that the spirit world doesn't exist or that mediumship is a scam because one of these amazing world-class mediums didn't give you your password that you decided was so important, I think that's not fair. So we all have our own opinions. Um, I just wanted to put some thoughts out there for you guys to to see what you feel. I loved the episode on signs from the afterlife, so I definitely might um, do a, a podcast episode about that one. And all in all, I thought they represented us very well. I wasn't um, upset about anything. I just except for this man, <laughs> but, um, it's good to show it because it's true, you know, that he represents uh, a portion of people. And so, yeah, we do have to see all sides of things. So I, I get why that's included. Um, but I love that it wasn't, we weren't made out to seem like just like over the top and dramatic and, um, stereotypical. I'm glad that they showed us in a different light. So that was, that was good. So, um, otherwise, things are going well. I am teaching quite a few classes. I've got a lot on the go, some beginners, some intermediate, some advanced uh, mediumship courses ongoing. And of course, the membership program, which is really moving along nicely. So if you're interested in any of that, please do reach out. Let me know. I hope you guys are well and that January has been kind to you. It seems crazy to me that we're almost done and we're moving into February. But wherever you are, I just I pray that you know that you're not alone and that your loved ones in spirit are with you. You don't need a medium to tell you that. You can feel them for yourself. I really encourage people to find their own voice within sit in stillness just with this intention to connect to feel spirit with you even if it's for two minutes it doesn't matter but just to give yourself that time is so important otherwise um just sending you guys lots of love take good care join the spirit room podcast facebook group if you would like to connect with us there and i'm um, just wishing you a beautiful week full of light take care <laughs>